you become a substitute teacher, you're liking it, you're having a lot of fun, and then not so much. Right away, you're thinking, Greg, surely you haven't lost your spark. And no, I haven't. I I wanted to do this episode because there are plenty of substitute teachers out there that I have noticed have lost their spark. Now, some of it's probably because it's the end of the year and maybe it's a natural reaction to kind of look forward to the end of the school year, rest up a little bit. Let me take you down my path just a little bit when I started substitute teaching three years ago, I remember pounding that phone, being disappointed if I didn't get a job every single day, sometimes taking a job, getting dressed to go as if I was going to work, whether I had a job or not, and being excited when I'd get one at the last minute. And I remembered one I got one time. It actually, they gave it to me and then canceled it halfway down to the school. So it was some kind of misunderstanding. But I've always had that desire to substitute teach ever since I've been retired anyway. And to be honest, probably before that, because I like teaching better than I did my accounting job. But there are things we go through that just kind of change the spark in what we enjoy doing. The When I first began substitute teaching, I remember everybody saying, oh, he's the guy that gets in here early, that'll change. And I'm thinking, no way, no way. And yes, I still get there early, but I can see how there's some things that will eventually come along that if you're not careful could put up that spark you have. And once you lose your spark for anything, but once you lose your spark for substitute teaching, you just can't do as good a job as you did before. We'll start with the student aspect. And you know, this is one thing where it's different for substitute teachers than it is for teachers. Teachers, this is their profession. They have chosen to do this. If they lose their spark, they're in a world of trouble because it's their career. What are they going to do? Are they going to change careers? I know some teachers that have done that. I know some that have gone from teaching to nursing. I know some in reverse as well. But we go through all that, and sometimes... I'll give you some example, but students, but what I was going to say is substitute teachers, they are in a position more so than teachers where if they lose their spark and they don't want to do it anymore, they can just quit. Now, I'm going to try to give you some motivational things on how to make that situation better. Now, first of all, if you're going to keep your spark, you have to make sure you're in the grade level that you belong in. With me, it's middle school, then high school, and then I don't know if I'll ever try elementary school. My wife, the other day, she is now subbing some too because she's a retired teacher. One of her friends, in fact, one of my friends as well, it's a church friend actually, she was going to be absent that day, and my wife said, do you want to take it? I've got a doctor's appointment, and I'm thinking, you know, this was going to be my rest day, first of all, and... 
I just can't get myself motivated for elementary school. My forte is middle school and high school. Maybe you like doing all three. Maybe you like just doing elementary. But whatever it is, find out what you like, and that will help you keep your spark. Now, if you say, I like elementary, and then it's obvious that kids younger than 12 just get on your nerves, well, you pick the wrong one. One of the reasons I like middle school and especially sixth grade, I'll pick sixth grade classes over the other classes. There's just something about them. They're they're so innocent. They haven't yet had time to develop their attitude, their ego. They're just kind of fresh kids that come into the school, and I like to help them with what they're working on. That's where my forte is. I like middle school best. Now, do I like high school? Absolutely. Do I ever encounter some things in high school that sometimes cause me to lose that spark, at least temporarily? I'll say yes. Let me give you some examples. And when I do this, I want you to picture the same situation where you substitute teach. Are you ever in a class where the class is perfect. I'm not even going to say they're quiet all the time because, to be honest, I'm not really crazy about the totally quiet classes because that's not my personality either. But they're laid back. They get their job done. They don't give you any kind of trouble. There's classes out there like that. Then you have some that, let's say, at least 85%, maybe 90% of the kids are like that too. But it's the remaining kids that, for lack of a better phrase, get on your nerves. In my case, I'll give you a situation. I was once at a school where it became so bad, and it's not that these students were being disrespectful. It was just high school students who were doing very immature things to the point of getting being distracting the other students. In fact, the other students would even fuss at them. Well, here's what happened. They ended up switching classes with another teacher who maybe thought they could better handle the situation and was a stricter teacher to try to get those kids in line and that teacher's class, they moved in with the other teacher. There were some substitutes involved that it was driving them crazy as well. And, and let's face it, it's hard substitute teaching a new group of students every day anyway. If you're faced with immature students that won't let you accomplish anything, I guess you can call it disrespectful if you want to. I, that's not what I think of when I think of disrespectful. It's just immaturity distracting, not concentrating. Sometimes they even get their work done, but not everybody can do that. They bother other students to the point where they can't get their work done. Well, if you go into a lot of situations like that as a substitute teacher, it causes you to lose your spark a little bit. You're thinking, why am I putting myself through this every day? Here's what I would encourage you to do if that happens. Try to get in those students' wheelhouse. Those students, there are some things that they like. In fact, what I've seen most of the time, if you have more than one student in the class like that, they're basically showing off for the others. 
once they're separated from the ones that they're trying to get attention from, they don't do it so much. I've, I've seen that happen all the time. But try to your best to figure out what they like to do. Maybe they like to show off. Well, how can you work that into a class? Can you give them something where they can use their, I don't know, outgoingness in a way for the class that you can convert it into a teaching situation? Maybe just ask them, what what in this class will make it more enjoyable for you? There are things they like. I use as one example, and this isn't a student who's immature, but he doesn't like to do his work in U.S. history. He's got his own business, which probably makes more money than the adults that are around him, and he's having a hard time figuring out why he has to learn U.S. history. It's hard to keep him motivated. Maybe that causes you to lose your spark a little bit. So you have to come up with ways to get them to show off their expertise. Every student's got something they're good at. I don't care how they act in class. Try your best to find that out and then fold that into the lesson plan, okay? That will help you get them involved and therefore keep your spark ignited. Keep it from going out. Now, one thing I've never encountered are teachers who cause me to lose my spark. That That's never really happened to me. I know from our Facebook group, Substitute Teachers Lounge, that it happens to a lot of you. Some of you have just flat said on there that teachers think we're insignificant anyway, so why should I work any harder than I have to? Well, that's sad because I've always gotten just the opposite reaction from them. Now, I'm going to say this, and it's going to hurt some of your feelings, but that's okay. Maybe take a good look at yourself, and if you're not working to the caliber that they think you should, maybe that's one of the reasons they look at you that way. If you're just twiddling your thumbs, if you're just coming there with a negative expression on your face, if you're always that substitute teacher that everybody kind of looks the other way. Well, maybe you brought a little of that on yourself. Instead, if you go out of your way to do everything they ask you to do, if you make sure you're always on time, if you establish a good interaction with those students, which by the way, they will tell the teacher that you were like that, well, then that will help the teachers accept you. I know for a fact that a lot of teachers... In fact, I feel bad about it when I leave a school because I know a lot of teachers request me directly to substitute teach in their class. So when I tell them I can't, I feel bad about that. I really do. And I don't want it to happen to you that teachers are discouraging to you for whatever reason. Again, just like with the students, if you think teachers are making you upset or look down up on you, try to figure out why and correct it. You know, you might tell me, well, there's nothing to be corrected. It's their fault. Well, yeah, but if it's their perception, it's their perception. Why not go out of your way to try and make things better? Just tell them, what can I do for you today? All that kind of stuff. It will come back to pay dividends in the long run because they'll get to know you better and I think that will help you to keep your spark in that manner. 
Now, we'll talk about money a little bit. I don't want to talk about it much because you've heard me say before, I'm not really doing this for the money, so it's not fair for me to say a whole lot. But I know from the Facebook group what some of you all say. If you go around to different parts of the country, there are significant differences in what substitute teachers are paid. Now, there's also differences in the method they're paid. Some areas just get a flat rate. Some areas are significantly higher than what I'm making. I don't think I really want to work in those areas. I think there's reasons why the pay is higher. In this regard, I won't say anything about the students or the school system, but I will just say that some school systems have a more difficult time getting substitute teachers in there for whatever the reason, so therefore they have to offer more money. I know some people that are getting paid less than me, We actually have a tiered system in my area, and I was surprised at how few of you have that. We have a system, if you're just a certain level of education, you get so much. If you're a credentialed teacher, you get so much. For instance, I do have an MBA, so a master's degree would get paid more than just a bachelor's degree. But my wife, now she has a master's as well, but she also is an accredited retired school teacher. She gets paid quite a bit more than I do, and rightfully so. That can be a reason to lose your spark. I understand you're not getting paid, perhaps, at, for the things you have to put up with sometimes. That is a fair argument, and you're not going to get me to disagree with you. I can't relate to it as much, but you're not going to get me to disagree with you. That can cause you to lose your spark. I don't have the answer for that. If you have a passion for teaching, for substitute teaching, that's not going to bother you as much. You'll still complain about it, but because you love it so much, you'll still do it. And I hope that you try your best to keep that spark and keep your excitement even through the pay situations. There was a time, as I understand in this area, where if we took a long-term role, we actually got paid as much as teachers. Now, I'm not sure I even agree with that. Even though, for the most part, we are doing the same thing. We're grading, we're making up assignments, all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. that. I'm not sure I agree with that. I, I feel that I am paid adequately for the job that I do adequately is kind of a weak word, but sufficiently, maybe that's the better word to use for the job I do. But that can cause you to lose your spark, and I understand, but hopefully if you've got that passion and that spark, you'll keep on anyway. You know, and I think the last thing I'm going to talk about is how it applies to me because I'm going to tell you a reason why I didn't lose my spark, so to speak, but it's it's kind of the same difference, and it's uh, it was because of a good thing. I'm not even sure if I know how to explain this properly. As you become a substitute teacher, and let me give you up for instance. I think it was two years ago, I was in a middle school, and the co-teacher was in there for me. I was filling in for a substitute. The substitute just asked me, and she didn't even ask me. She put it on the lesson plans. 
Here's what the article is. I remember the article was about a fire back in the early days that before fire, you know, fighting things in buildings were sufficient. And I think it was the circle fire. I can't remember exactly, but my point is, she said, if you want to read it to them, it may go more smoothly than if you have each one of them read out loud. So I did this. And the co-teacher observed me. She actually, before the class was over, texted the teacher and said, you know, you need to get this guy's name and ask him back because he really enjoys this and it's obvious he's a good substitute teacher. And I was thankful for that. Here's what happens. Once you get to that point, you're getting more and more long-term roles And all of a sudden, what started with me as picking up individual days, substituting, and if I wanted a day off, I could, then developed into long-term roles almost constantly. I won't even say I got burned out, but I did remember the times where I could have a day off every now and then, where I could go to a ball game in the middle of the day, where I could just create something. Maybe I could work on my podcast, doing something in marketing for that. But what ended up happening is I had so many long-term roles. I didn't lose my spark, but I did want to cut back some. So even as you get better, you're going to pick up more long-term roles. Now that I've stepped down from that long-term teaching role, and I'll be honest, I have told some of those teachers I don't want that much responsibility. I just want to come out and carry out your lessons plans. You guys work hard. You're accredited. You deserve all the accolades for that, but I'm not. So I'm not sure I want to work at the same level, at least preparation-wise, as you do. Well, now that I'm doing one day at a time, And I still have a good reputation because I'll walk into schools and it's a rare day that I don't walk back out with more jobs, day-by-day jobs, but nevertheless more jobs. I'm basically booked up through the end of the school year. It's I'm recording this in the middle of April or closer to the end of April, I guess, uh, 2022. But if you're not careful, don't get yourself into a situation as a substitute teacher where you end up being overworked and you're wanting, you know, you're trying to figure out, oh, how do I back off a little bit and not work so much? And to be honest, it's going to hurt because if you're any kind of conscious person, person with a conscious, I guess is the best way to say that, then you're going to feel bad. You're going to feel bad turning down jobs. I actually had to turn down, I'm going to guess, maybe 10 or 11 jobs this week from phone calls or text. Yet, I was busy every day I wanted to be. I took one day off this week, and I had some appointments I wanted to take care of. And I don't want to say that's losing my spark, but I am in a situation now where I want to be more selective. I want to take the jobs that work out in my schedule, and I apologize profusely to the schools that creates a situation for. But to be honest, I'm doing it because I don't 
want to lose my spark. I want to continue to be as excited about substitute teaching as I always was. And to me, that is now going back to day to day so that I can meet different students all the time and continue to be excited about going into class and not be too tied down with the responsibility of grading and that kind of thing. So these are just a few examples. Don't lose your spark. Keep being excited for substitute teaching. If it's too far gone, if you've lost it, I understand, but then it's time to move on to the next project and decide what you want to do instead of substitute teaching.